Chad. Cameron! I feel like a couple shows ago on Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad, we... Us. We, uh... We're, I was showing you that Fortnite thing where there's like a new music mode where you can like remix songs with people. Yeah. I found my favorite combo to do. Oh, yeah? Uh, there's a song in Fortnite. Like it's a Epic Games original called Butter Barn. And it's like a, a, like a country music jingle for a Waffle House. Okay. And I, I like when someone is singing the vocals to that. While I am on guitar, playing the lead guitar to the song Poison. Because the okay. guitar in Poison doesn't do much. It, it, there's like there's one part where it's just like one note. So my character will stand there like they're ready to play any second now. And it'll just be silent forever. And then it'll just like slam the guitar once and stop for a while. And it makes a lot more sense in unison with the rest of the song, but it's like laughable how little is going on when you play it isolated. And so with the Butter Barn song, that's got a really cool like musical element to it. But the only part of the vocals that matters is like the jingle. Because it's mostly like this cool lead guitar thing. And all, uh, everything coming together. But when it's just the lyrics... And then just the guitar from Poison, you hear mostly silence. And then all of a sudden the singer go, come on down to the butter barn. And you hear the guitar go, Brank. and then just silence again. <laughs> and I was doing that last night for like half an hour. I had it like on so I could get the achievement for playing for half an hour. <laughs> and I'm just, two of us are looping this. And there's like a Darth Vader standing there staring, and like we're in like a big musical concert scene, and they're just like Darth Vader like admiring this as it played on loop without end. I like that story because it it's very on brand for you, but it's also entertaining to listen to. I that's my review of opinions are cheap <laughs> on the podcast. I I love the idea of like hearing the most annoying story ever, and you're like, that's very on brand for you. <laughs> Man, I I kind of want to bitch about my cat cuz it's been a it's been a very stressful two weeks. So for the listeners, I don't think I talked about this on the show. Uh Ripley had a surprise urinary tract blockage and I had to rush him to the vet last week on Tuesday or Wednesday and he had to go through a minor surgery, and they kept him for a few days, and I got him back. Yay! And basically, what happens with uh, adult male cats that are neutered is they stop processing certain minerals in their food easily, and so it builds up in their bladder as crystals, and they, they just kind of... It's like peeing kidney stones, but they're smaller, and there's lots of them. So it's unpleasant. And then if they build up too much, they can't pee at all, and if you don't do anything about it right away, they will die. So Ripley's not dead. Yay. Uh, over the last week, he's had to take a lot of medication, oh. which is not fun to do for any of us. But um, we're, we're, we're done with the antibiotics. He needs to be on a special food, which he fucking hates. And I'm trying to get him to eat it, because if he doesn't, the crystals will not dissolve. And then he's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get back, come back and it'll be worse. And currently, like once a day, he goes and pees on the floor. And he always pees in the same spot. And it's an easy to clean place, which is great. Uh, but it's still annoying, and I'm just so fucking sick of him peeing on the floor. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look it up. How, how, when do the crystals go away if he's on a diet? And the answer is like, it could be two goddamn months, Cameron. And so he's he, he, he hurts him to pee, and so he's like, oh, I'm not gonna pee in the box. Hurts to pee in the box. He goes outside the box, and it's really frustrating. But I'm glad he's feeling better. Like I was playing with him this morning, and he's being a fucking goober and knocking shit over. And it's like, oh yeah, when you have energy, you're actually really frustrating. Um. The trade-off. And that's been my week. I'll, I'll, it, it's been The food's $50 a bag, by the way. That sucks. You won't eat it. I gotta go buy a different brand. Maybe he'll like the other brand. They'll at least let me return it if he doesn't eat that's it. That's good. It's been, it's been a fucking ordeal. And, and now I've said it, and I'm mad about it. It won't go away, but at least I got to talk about it. Opinions are therapy with Cameron and Chad. There's nothing wrong with venting a bit. Oh. I'm drinking a really rare whiskey, just to totally slide into something else. 
Uh, Maker's Mark Toasted. You can only get it at the distillery. Someone at work poured me a, a sample to try. I don't know how much I like it or not yet. I will we'll come back around, but <laughs> it's something you can only get there, and they make it very infrequently, and so I'm kind of excited to just have it for the novelty of it. And that's my story. Have you had screwball whiskey? Uh, is that that peanut yeah. butter stuff? Yeah, it's foul. Oh, really? I think it's awful. Uh, my dad got some for Christmas. And uh, we like it, but it is like drinking honey. Like, it, it is incredibly sweet. So, I mean, like, I, it's very mm. much like I can understand why someone wouldn't like it. <laughs> it tastes like a liqueur, which... I think it's a little higher proof to be a liqueur, but the the idea is there, right? It's supposed to be a a fun flavored like dessert whiskey mm-hmm. or a sweet whiskey, and I that is the exact opposite of what I want out of a nice whiskey at this point. Like I like them kind of sweet. Uh, the, the Barrelcraft Armidia has like a, a nice peach flavor to it in the back end. That's really fun. But ultimately, like I want that earthy, round kind of burn of a whiskey, and then I like the sweet stuff on the sides. You know, it, it's sort of an enhancer. And so if I taste like a chocolate whiskey or a peanut butter whiskey, all it does is it just feels like you're taking something that doesn't belong with the thing I like and then ruining the thing I like. And that I can understand also. Now, you can use them really well in mudslides because then that's where you mix it with ice cream and vodka and throw some chocolate syrup in there and then that peanut butter whiskey. And that can be fun. So that you can make interesting kind of fun cocktails with it. But yeah, I had it. I had it straight last year or the year before and was extremely upset i was like this is awful i well the reason i bring it up not just to talk about that whiskey but he ended up getting a second bottle as well and screwball makes oh, really? an eggnog whiskey oh that i've never had uh that was very interesting because it was like again it's a sweet thing it's a dessert but i wouldn't call it eggnog either like okay. it, it kind of has its own thing going on, even though it did feel pretty, you know, like seasonal. Uh, I rather liked it. I think I liked it more than the regular screwball. I'm not a huge fan of eggnog, but I can see how the because eggnog is it's like thicker and creamier. It's a little less um sweet, right? Yes. And I, I can see how that might work better. I wish I had better words for, like, describing my palate. Well, it's funny. I, yesterday I tried uh, a Penelope Toasted, which is like a $70 bottle. This is another sample. Because uh, I was thinking about buying it, and Chris was like, hey, let me, let me, you should try it first just to make sure you like it. And I didn't really care for it, and I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm Googling reviews, and someone's like, it tastes really, you know, like it's not aged enough. Because it's got this really weird imbalanced burn to it. Like it's only been aged for a couple years instead of six or seven, which is what you'd expect out of something that expensive. And to me, like the word I would use is cheap. It tastes like a, a cheap a cheap bourbon with some extra flavors on top because they, they did the final six months of aging in a kind of a gimmicky way that's currently beginning popular. And so... Now I'm like, okay, do I start saying, well, it tastes like it's too young, like a bourbon snob, or do I say, eh, it tastes kind of cheap, which is maybe true, and maybe, I don't know, it's, I think, I don't want to get too up my own ass with this. Yeah. And so that they're like, oh, where's the line, right? Yeah. Between aficionado and asshole. And and it's it's funny, too, because, um, like, I I don't know, do you watch uh, Internet Historian? Not particularly. He did this uh, interesting video about wine. He talked about like the history of wine, but also things like how to enjoy wine. And what was funny was, um, like he he talks about all these different categories, but by the end, uh, he he kind of makes jokes about how like wine snobs or whatever. It's like you can you swirl it in your glass and then you uh you say that you can taste after notes. And you don't have to describe what the after notes are. No one cares. And he's like he's making fun of the uh, the wine uh, snobbery, but then he immediately compares it to Warhammer, and he's like, "Just let people have their hobbies. <laughs> if if somebody thinks that their army of of painted men matters, 
and someone else thinks that their uh, collection of uh, uh, like car headboards matter or whatever. Like it's just like when you when you he he contextualizes it as like wine snobs are really just wine hobbyists. And I yeah, I was curious, fair. and I was reading the comments, and there was a lot of people going like, "I never thought of it that way. They're just having fun, huh?" Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I think uh, audiophiles and people are really into how sounds work and music and, and listening to things on really expensive gear. A lot of it's less about the music and more about the gear because they like collecting it yeah. and they like trying new things. And it's just, you know, it's it's an expensive hobby for them that they've turned into, a, you know, a, something they think is a little more important than that. But I get it. Like you buy a really nice pair of headphones, you're going to be hyped about it, even if they're not that technically great. If you If you think they are. And all your friends think they are like, it's fun to be hyped about fun things you buy. Like, I, you know, don't want to be too mean well, yeah, about and, it. And and really, you know, uh, it's the same thing with like computers, <laughs> like sometimes upgrading computer and getting it to run better. And then they just like, you know, play a NES ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, the, the teraflops or whatever don't actually add up, but who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite hobbies is what? watching uh, movies. Hell the yeah. Cinema. The human cinema-pede. I'm going to type that into Bing AI. I wonder what that'll oh, come up with. Probably it'll tell me it won't. Alert idea too radical. Well, my point... Please provide a more descriptive prompt. A movie poster for the human cinema-pede. Good call. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, nope. It's still saying, please provide a... Oh, that's too vague. It doesn't know what it... it do, that sucks. Interesting. How dare you? That AI AI is, is horrible. AI is horrible. I'm gonna... Okay, generate that bing, you fuck. You piece of shit. Please provide a more descriptive prompt. Really? Are you shadow banned from bing? Light bulb. Are you shadow I don't know, maybe. I'm gonna type in light bulb. Okay, no. So that's working. Anyhow, I rewatched a bunch of Disney movies, <laughs> uh, thirty-three of them to be exact, and I wanna I wanna rank them and talk about them because it was a really fun adventure to go on over the last like almost two years. Yeah, I no, think. We, we've actually been Plus working actually, towards this episode for some time, and I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, which is why I'm glad we spent the first almost twenty minute or fifteen minutes vamping about horseshit. Yeah, it was interesting shit. Um, yeah, I'm interesting, you fuckers. That's why you listen. Love you, Richard. Hi, Richard. So, I watched the mainstay Disney movies, not and none of the major sequels. Uh, it's all stuff like I'm missing a couple. Um, I think, but on the whole, I, I got I got them all with, with like the Oliver Twist. I didn't watch that one. Some of the ones that were like team ups with other studios and like John Belushi or Jim Belushi or whatever. Uh, no, who's the? Doesn't matter. I didn't watch those. So if we miss any, I also didn't watch Dumbo because fuck Dumbo. Uh, but if we miss some, sorry. But I got 33 here and we got a tier list open ranking from S, A, B, C, and F. We're going to skip D, which is interesting and we can get to that. But Cameron, how do we want to approach this? Because I've been talking too much and I'm, I'm feeling self-conscious. So you talked about maybe we should focus on just our favorites or... You know, something along the lines of like we pick and choose ones that we have something to say. But honestly, I don't mind maybe starting chronologically. And uh, I, I don't know how much I'll have to say about most of these. Mm hmm. Now, it's been over a year since I've seen the early ones. You didn't, you didn't like, say it right. What? It's been one week since you. Okay. Uh, like Snow White is the first uh, Disney movie. That was the first one we watched because we we did them in chronological and order, which is super fun. The first uh, motion pic, anim like fully animated feature film length movie picture. One of the things we're gonna notice, at least on my list, is that the early movies are not as good as the newer ones, and a lot of that is how stories are told, how characters are handled. Uh, themes, things you, things we expect out of movies now. Like the first Snow White is literally a fable that's animated, and it's mostly music, and it's carried by its music. 
and it's beautiful animation. So it, it is a gorgeous piece of cinema. It's an amazing feat, and I'm really happy it exists. I also, I have it in the F tier. It's not a good movie. That's, and you're, you're handling the, uh, the tier, right? You have it, like, set up. I, yeah, I mean, we can argue about this. I have, like, my own personal ranking. Um, if we want to, I mean, I can make another page here, and, and if we want to, like, argue, we can do that. I, I, I don't, I don't well, have a Let's see if we, can, we get to arguing, and then we'll add notes, but, um. I so Snow White. No wait, what was it? Snow White. Okay, yeah. I, for some reason, when you said Snow White, my mental image was Sleeping Beauty. Because it's like again with these early ones, they're a little plain, and you can interchange. Yeah, the, uh, like what? What would you say is Snow White's like character trait? And that's what, the what's thing. her I, famous? Bro, I don't really remember. You, you like her favorite quotes? What's your favorite Snow White quote? I like um what is it Dopey? He's I feel like the only like character in that with like actual character and and he's like the one we're supposed to laugh at cuz he's Dopey. You know, but no one else has a lot going on. There's not a lot of plot and what's there is super thin. There's not a lot of character. There's the villain doesn't have a whole lot of motive. It's just it's just a really pretty thing to look at, but it feels super long even though it's not. It's just it's by today's standards, I even maybe by the yesteryear standards. I just I don't think it's a particularly good movie. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a a hot I, take. I do want to say because of uh, it, it was the kind of this like first attempt thing, and it is very pretty, and the songs are still catchy. I want to put it in C, but it's not like this is why. It, well, it, I wanted an F well, tier. No, here here or, or no, a D but tier. this is. No, my my whole thing is I want to because of these things, but really, like, as a whole, I have no reason to sit down and watch that movie again. Yeah. Which, to me, is an F. The, the, I guess, if we're going in chronological order, the next one is Pinocchio, which I also have a lot of good things to say, but also I don't think is a good movie. And I, once again, I put that in the F tier. And there's... Because there's there's not a lot of story, and what's there, it's just, like, random beats that don't make any sense. Like, oh, at this point, he got eaten by a fucking whale. And it's like, wait, what? Why? And then there's donkeys. Wait, what? Why? And there's not a lot of, like, main character. My favorite character in that movie is probably the fucking kitten. And I like the goldfish. Disney, very good at animating animals from the get-go. The, uh, the animation... In the in the whale scene at the end is phenomenal. It, it holds up so well. It's gorgeous. Sure, but it's just pretty, and it's got a couple of good songs. But there's no meat on those bones, and I don't know if that's Pinocchio, like the fable's fault, or if it was the adaptation. Well, I mean, but it, it's just this ramshackle. The adaptation has like nothing to do with the fable either. Yeah, so I'll never watch it again. I don't think it's particularly worth watching. No, I don't care for it. Um, I'm gonna say the most predictable thing ever that people could guess what I'm gonna say. But have you seen the Del Toro one yet? Not yet, but I really want to watch it. But we we should uh, we really should make sure that happens. Yeah, I wonder if that's at Redbox. I I say F for Pinocchio. Okay, next one I think is Bambi. I should probably open up the list uh, in chronological because I don't have it. There it is, Bambi. Bambi's not a great movie, but I think it's better than the two I just mentioned. So I have it in the C tier. It's very not super plot heavy but it's also like really trying to be slice of life it's just animals in the forest yeah and i think it works better the music is gorgeous the animation is is gorgeous and so what what it lacks in kind of storytelling i i do think the atmosphere carries it better than the first two movies and that's why i i jumped it to c i would still put it in f i think i think that's fair we can throw it down there I don't, I'm not going to, like, stand Bambi. <laughs> um, I was really disappointed when the, when the, uh, the skunk hooked up with the lady at the end. I was like, no, don't you, don't you betray the gay agenda from the 1950s or whatever when this was made, you bastard. Uh, next one, if we, I, I don't mind going kind of fast just because there's a lot yeah, to cover, is. but if, you know, stop me I, if I'm, I want to leave, uh, Cinderella. I want to leave room for ones that are actually worth talking about. Because we have things to say. I agree. 
Uh, okay, Cinderella. Uh, I put Cinderella. I feel like Cinderella has a little more of a story. You can yes. you can get a little more out of it. Uh, the ca- there are characters in it. There's also a really long like Tom and Jerry esque scene that's super fun. And there's like iconic characters to it too. Actually, okay, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but have you seen Wish? Like anything about it? Do you care no. about spoilers for Wish? Ah. Uh- Maybe a little because it's a Pixar movie. Um, no, it's not. Oh, then never mind. So it's the, literally the prequel for like all magic in these Disney movies. It's like the origin story. That's kind of clever. I take it Cinderella features. Uh, no, the the black lady in, that's in the trailer. She turns out to be she becomes the fairy godmother. Oh, but then okay. the evil king turns out to be the um the face that's in the magic mirror, and he gets like locked in there by a spell that she put him there. That's kind of it's neat. like I I I disagree. I think like we don't need everything like explained, and <laughs> like not everything needs an origin story. I'm just very tired of that. It's very Stephen King's The Dark Tower when he wrote that and ended up connecting a lot of his books as sort yeah. of in the same universe or the same multiverse. And I, I I think Stephen King did it really well and I really liked it. I haven't seen Wish, so I don't know uh, the execution, but I'm not opposed to the idea. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I'm sorry, we're on Cinderella? Yeah. I want to put that in C because it's still relatively basic, but it does at least have characters. I kind of want to... I, I actually really enjoyed my rewatch of Cinderella and I don't know if it's just because the first three are so rough. Uh, but I actually put this in my in my B tier. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I love the fucking talking mice, and their song is really cute and silly. The slapstick uh, animal scenes are really good. I think the magic stuff is really fun. The 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 everything about it is like that Disney whimsy that I really want out of a Disney movie. And so while the story isn't as refined or in depth as it could have been, or as I would like. I do think I do think what's there is actually quite good. And so I that's my argument for B tier. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. Um I have I mean again, I sort of have less attachment to the, the movies that are kind of aimed as like oh, that's like a girl movie because there's a princess or whatever kind of vibe. I I tend to get less out of those. Sure. Um, so I have less maybe nostalgia about it because I wasn't watching those on loop like others will get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, the next one is Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, I think, and is much more a, interesting. Yeah, and also it's a really good adaptation of the book. Yeah, I think it helps that the book is a little more palatable, so they didn't have to change quite as much anyways. The um, I think that the, there's an iconic element to a lot of things in the movie that obviously are are taken from the book but like when you think of these characters or these uh set pieces like you immediately picture the disney alice in wonderland yes so i also have this on my b tier i hmm i know we're ranking them i probably should have thought a little harder before we started ranking i think b uh, Peter Pan is next. I don't care much for Peter Pan. And I put, I think Peter Pan fucking sucks. <laughs> I put that in my F tier real fast. Oh, boy. F seems strong, but I can't bring myself to defend it. Like Again, I wouldn't sit down and watch it again. And I, I'm a sucker for kids media and cartoons and animation and classical animation. So that's saying something. I think every character in Peter Pan except Wendy, is hardcore unlikable. And and Captain Hook. Captain Hook's all right. I think Captain Hook is iconic enough that it's kind of fun when you see him pop up in, like, a Disney commercial. And it's like, you know, you see an ad for Disneyland. It's like, well, we, oh, we have to get that Peter Pan. And, like, the kids are taking a photo with him, and it's like, that's cute. I don't want to watch the movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm keeping it on F because I hate that movie. Lady and the Tramp is next. And I, I really enjoyed my rewatch of this one. 
I'm trying to remember certain things. So there's certain stuff in the Lady and the Tramp that they reuse in later movies to, I think, better effect. Okay. Um, there's a there's a couple dogs that are voiced by famous people. Um, Goober from the Andy Griffith Show is one of them, and they like they show up again, but slightly differently in 101 Dalmatians, and. The Lady in the Trap, there's some really good stuff. I like the the scene where they're on the pound and, and you get the like sexy Russian dog song. I mean, adorable Russian dog song. I think that was Lady in the Tramp. The, these two movies are pretty... There's, there's similarities. That being said, uh, I enjoyed this one. I think it's fun. I, 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 fin- I have it in my B tier, but I could see throwing it in C. I think... I think C... Um, it does have iconic moments, but I feel like, for the most part, people just know the one scene where they're eating spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, that moves us to Sleeping Beauty. I'm really struggling to remember anything I liked about Sleeping Beauty. I think this one's a bad movie. It's Everyone in it is stupid. The The three little fairy godmother characters are adorable and they're fun, but they're also carrying the idiot stick. And so I actually have this in my in the F tier. I'm sorry, you're you're breaking up there, so I missed it. Which one are we on? Uh Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. So yeah, I I don't have a whole lot of fondness for Sleeping Beauty either. I don't think it's bad. Okay. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> like it's a basic fairy tale. My brother pointed out that the 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 hero that they're trying to like the guy that swings the sword and fights the dragon, he has like no speaking lines throughout almost the entire movie, and I think the last like twenty minutes he doesn't talk at all, and it's kind of funny just how paper thin most of the cast of that of that movie is. Yeah, I I don't think there's like any what's the word i like there are there any quotes from that besides things that maybe maleficent says i don't think yeah. so um next movie is 101 dalmatians okay okay uh 101 dalmatians i feel like we start to get in the tier where i care a little more yeah i really like this movie actually boy what do i i i want to call it b i remember watching it a lot when i was younger but also, it's kind of like I was just a sucker for animals. I don't know that I was like super invested, but at the same time, I have mental like images of a lot of the characters. I like the two like bumbling oaf characters. I like Crow Devil as a villain. I yeah, actually, I put this as my first A tier movie when I was doing this. I think uh, there's a lot of really good stuff here uh, from the setting, the way the story is told, from the dogs, uh, especially the when it starts out and like. You see the guy working on a song, and then it's the dog telling the story, and that's it's really, cute. it's just, it's cute. Corella's a great villain, even though she's, like, kind of pointless, but there's just something about her that, like, really steals the show. The uh, interactions with all the other animals, especially as they're trying to bring the dogs home, I think a lot of that is, like, perfect, fun Disney magic. Is it, like, my favorite Disney movie? No, but I do think there's a lot of really, really good stuff in it. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, I, A or B is fine. I think it's a little better than B, but I'm also not going to be mad if we keep it on B. Okay, I say... I, I'm still sticking with B. Okay. Uh, next is Sword in the Stone. Which is the, the first time it, I had ever seen that was actually this year when I watched it. Yeah, I think I've seen it exactly once, and it was very difficult to get through because I was super bored. It's not great. I think it's better than the F-tier movies, but it's not, like, something I'll want to go back to. Yeah, but I, I wanted to look up exactly. What was the last one that were, like, before Walt Disney died? Um... God damn, I should know what that is, because I remember seeing it when I was doing my... It might be The Jungle Book. Okay. No, I can't... I don't think it's The Jungle. I think it's a little after that. Because I think with this one, um, Lady and the Tramp was uh, very, I want to say, traditionally animated. I think with 101 Dalmatians, that was when it started getting into that weird, like, sketchy thing, where they were, like, they're basically skipping a step in polishing, 
and they were just kind of calling it an art style, but really it was to save money because they were struggling as a company. And Sword in the Stone, I feel like, got hit with the ugly stick a little more than the Dalmatians did. Uh, at least in that yeah, regard. Yeah, it was, it was Jungle Book, by okay. the way. Um, yeah, the there's certain things that are fun in the Sword in the Stone, but I think the story itself is kind of stupid. It's, a, it's such a weird retelling of Arthur. I like the wizard. He carries it a lot. But no one else kind of does. I, I could see putting this in the F tier, honestly. Yeah, and honestly, you know, think about it too. Uh, the wizard is the only character that makes it to Kingdom Hearts out of that movie. Oh wow! So, boy, we are we are really rocking the F tier right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it'll get better. Uh, Jungle Book is next. Um, Jungle Book is one of those movies that I remember watching a lot. I know I had it on VHS. I I think I watched it because it was there and I wasn't necessarily like when I was really young, I liked it more. But when I got older and wanted like more story, I cared less. But a lot of good yeah. songs. I have so many things that I could say that are kind of negative about the Jungle Book. And I, I had a similar story too, where like apparently it was my favorite movie when I was like four or five. Yeah. And I would watch it like every day. And then I rewatched it last year and i was i didn't remember most of it i was like it's like watching it for the first time again i think it's ridiculously fun but like really paper thin there's not much going on it it just kind of meanders from scene to scene and there's like fun stuff but they never add up to a whole i really like uh beluga and blue or no bulgira and blue as as characters they're super fun mowgli's fine the snake's fun. Like, everything is just fun. It doesn't add up to a whole. I, I have it in my beer tier, I think, kind of for nostalgia. But it is probably, like, a C-tier movie. I'm willing to put it in C-tier. Um, I'm also, like, one of the things I hate about it is, like, the large volume of, like, furry art that came from it. Not because of the quantity. How dare you? No, but I, it's a quality issue. Almost everything is, like... Look, I drew Ka again. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know. I know what Ka looks uh, like. Sure. At least with Lion King, you get like weird OCs that are interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the ending where Mowgli is just like, hey, it's a girl. I'm going to leave the forest. Uh, I don't, that's not satisfying. Yeah, th this is also another like weird adaptation. Yes. Uh, so, C tier for Jungle Book. The Aristocats is next. This is one I, I wasn't super familiar with, so it was interesting to watch. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I think there's some really good stuff. There's also some maybe not okay stuff, like the the weird uh, Siamese cat was a, was a bit of a mess. On the whole, though, I actually did enjoy this. It's very similar to... There's a lot going, like... A lot of overlap with uh, Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians, I think. It's just, they're cats now. It was fun. It was charming. I w w w Are there Siamese cats in, in Lady and the Tramp? There are Siamese cats in Lady and the Tramp. Okay. They actually have a really catchy song. Yeah. And then there's uh, a jazz ensemble in the Aristocats. And there's a, like, the drummer is a Siamese oh, cat. Oh, you're right. Okay. Says some really, really things, things I'm not going to repeat, even though it won't matter. But like, it just, it, it comes out of left field where you're like, hey, this is pretty good. I wonder why there was this like content warning about racism. And then, and then he shows up and like, oh, okay, checks oh, out. I, I meant to, uh, I meant to send you something the other day. I don't know if I did or not. Did you see that Bugs Bunny clip? No. Oh, okay. I have to find that for you later. Anyways, I put this in the B tier. Is it a B tier movie? Debatable. Could be C. I, I'm kind of leaning the C, but only because I barely remember it. There's a lot of reused uh, voice work in this, too, from the last, like, three movies. Like, they got the same people to come back, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, why is Blue voicing the orange Tomcat in The Aristocats yeah. and trying to woo a... You know, it, it, there's a kind of a disconnect there. The The main music... Uh, ensemble the the jazz thing that they have in the abandoned house i think is is legitimately really really good it's super fun it's really well animated uh there's a lot of good stuff in it but 
it feels it feels like a retread in a lot of ways. I think 101 Dalmatians does this story better, as, you know, as, as, as far as the loose overlap goes. So C tier is fine. Okay. Uh, Robin Hood is next. The thing that turned us all into degenerate furries. I, I will say I do think Robin Hood's a pretty cute movie, but also Robin Hood's a little easier to adapt, I think. <laughs> so it works out that way. Yeah. I like Robin Hood. I think it was a fun rewatch. I have it in my B tier. I, I kind of had like no major complaints about it. It has a nice beginning, middle, and end. We're really in that realm of proper movie structure, or at least like modern movie structure. The The design work is, once again, it's really fun. I like the chicken with the banjo. Like there, there's something just like iconic about that that's really enjoyable. I don't remember much about it, which is maybe a, a point against it. I feel like it is. Because there's other... Um, should we move that to C? Yeah, there's other movies on this list where I have multiple scenes, like, borderline memorized. I think yeah. being memorable is a component. Okay. See, it is. Uh, the Rescuers is next, and I think The Rescuers is an A-tier movie. I really, really liked my rewatch. I don't know if I had really seen this one much, but I really liked this movie. It's super fun. I love the characters. I love the design work. It's it's whimsical, it's silly, but there's also kind of some danger to it. I got banned for talking about how hot Bianca Mouse is from Reset Era. Like, no notes, all good things. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh it's one of those movies that I don't mind saying that it's uh underrated. I think people like to throw that phrase around a lot, but it's like, no, I, I think sincerely it gets overlooked. Uh, next is Fox and the Hound. Oh, so, okay. You know, Fox and the Hound is one of those movies where I don't know that I ever saw the ending because it was one of those movies that they would just kind of play in school and we would watch like the first 40 minutes during like, if it was raining, they would put us in the auditorium and play a movie, but it's like, they're not going to give us a two hour lunch break. So we just watch the first halves of several movies. Oh, sure. And just, we never saw how most of these movies ended. I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. I have it in the B tier. Um, it's a little, I don't know, maybe at this point predictable in terms of its structure, but it's handled really well. I think every, all the characters are very endearing. Uh, the owl. Amazing. No notes. Uh, I don't really have any complaints about it. I don't know if it's like this spectacular masterpiece of a movie, right? But I don't think it does anything inherently wrong. Uh, I think it's better than the Aristocats and Jungle Book and, and that, so. I don't disagree. Oh, uh, the next one is The Black Cauldron. I'd never seen this before. This is my first time watching this movie. And boy, howdy, is it kind of a mess. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to say, th this was, um, it, it's interesting to watch behind the scenes about how it got made, because there's, yeah. like, novelty to the drama and how, like, big of a mess it was, uh, objectively. Uh, this was after they were basically out of Walt's, like, scrap ideas, like, he died, but he had, like, oh, we could do this movie, I don't know. And they were basically emptied out his trash bin. Like, well, that's the last of Walt stuff. We got to be original now. And there was a lot of debate behind the scenes over, like, well, let's play it safe. No, we have to reinvent ourselves and going back and forth. And they also like they have to get new people in charge, and they're making weird decisions because they don't understand it. And it, it's uh, it's very interesting how <laughs> like it could be such a mess. It it feels like for a four book series or a five book series really poorly crammed into an hour and a half because that is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it was also... So I have this on the F tier. Yeah, it was totally, like, trimmed down. Like, there are deleted scenes that explain certain plot holes. Like, it's an incomplete movie, whatever you're watching on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, The Great Mouse Detective is next. I think we can agree Black Cauldron is an F tier movie. Yeah. I was rooting for it, but it wasn't good. The Great Mouse Detective, however, I think is really good. I think this movie's super fun. The uh, the it's it, it's one of those things. It's kind of like the Rescuers, where it's just really charming. 
it does exactly what it wants to do i think very well it's a it's just a, it's a cool detective story mm-hmm. uh the the villain is really fun i like the cat i always like the cat uh, i have this in the a tier it's one of those i feel like this is kind of a, a sleeper hit no one talks about the great mouse detective yeah it's it's also interesting i haven't seen it uh ever before i want to say last year really i i sat down and watched it oddly enough uh, but it does hold up it's very charming Uh, what is next? Do do. Oh, now we're now we're into the 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 good shit. So the Little Mermaid is next. Okay. And I think the argument is going to be: is the Little Mermaid an S tier or an A tier movie? Oh, okay. I was going to say B. Oh, really? I had it on A. I I think when people say it's their favorite, I don't disagree. Like, I think I I could see the appeal. I think the Little Mermaid is a very good movie. Yeah, I I think the music works. I think the music's very memorable. I think it's very pretty. But also, I feel like the story uh, stumbles in weird ways because there's kind of a... What's the word? I I think it's missing something. And I think that what it's missing is like a turn where someone somewhere learns a lesson. You know what? That is a fair complaint. Because it's basically... you, You take the mermaid character... And she wants something, so she kind of wishes for it, and a witch says no, but then later they beat the wish and she gets it. Yeah, it ends really rushed, and, and it, it is a little... It wraps up too sweetly, and, and I, I think there is a certain level of, but but what's the point other than a Disney happy ending? It's also... I I don't know. <laughs> it just... I, I get why it's kind of a classic, but it's like it just doesn't do a whole lot for me personally. I, I think that's fair. I do, I do think the soundtrack to it is really good, and it definitely does a lot of heavy lifting. I'm fine with putting it in the B tier. Okay. Uh, Rescuers Down Under is next. I didn't really care for this one. Nah. I don't think it's like dire or dreadful, um, but I don't think it's very good. I have it in my C tier just because it's better than The Black Cauldron. Oh. <laughs> uh- I would rather watch Black Cauldron. Think so? I suppose the Black Cauldron's at least interesting. It's interesting, but for Rescuers the wrong Down reasons. Under is just not a good movie. I, we can put it in the F tier. I, I I have no connection to it, other than other than Bianca's in it. I, I don't want to besmirch her, but would it, wouldn't it be weird if I turned into some like Bianca Stan at at thirty four? I think that'd be adorable. Oh well, I'm not going to do that because oh, okay. I refuse All right. to be adorable. Uh, next is Beauty and the Beast. I think Beauty and the Beast is an S tier movie. Uh, Everything that, about this movie is amazing. Is that our first S? Because mm-hmm. I, I I guess spoiler, but I don't disagree. I I love this movie a lot. I feel like I didn't appreciate it when I was younger, and then I watched it again this year, and I was like, "Fuck!" Everything about this movie is amazing. It's also again like it has everything. It does have like the lesson that uh, characters grow. There's interesting stuff. Uh, visually, it's pretty. Um, did you what? Did you like the live action one? Did not watch it. So, what's interesting with the live action one was they actually they used a, a a deleted song that was cut for time, and it actually like adds to the movie. <laughs> like, oh. I, I I'm not saying that the live action's better than uh the cartoon, but I am saying that like. I didn't know how much I wanted it to be completed because it's sort of like it almost feels like a a vase with like a little crack in it. And it's kind of neat knowing that you can fill that crack with gold. Yeah, that's that's a really poetic way to put that. Although I'll find that song. Um, I'll I'll send it to you. It's it's what happens is um, it when the beast lets Belle go and it's her like riding away from his castle. And it's the beast singing a song about how hard it is to let her go. Oh, that's and nice. It, it, but also it works for the character because it's an important turning point where like it, this is him being human and like doing a nice thing because he, he knows that like yeah. if she doesn't come back, then they're doomed anyways. And he had to make this choice anyways. Honestly, I could at some point rewatch Beauty and the Beast and just do it out, an entire episode on that. I I wouldn't object. We could probably stretch that into a whole conversation. Yeah. Um the next one 
since we can't do that right now, is Aladdin. I, I put this on my S tier. I really liked my rewatch of Aladdin. Aladdin is my S tier also. This is one where I could not get enough of it. Um, it introduced me to Gilbert Gottfried. I love the songs. I love visually what they do. I think the characters are fun. Um, I think Aladdin is the most uh, entertaining uh, children's character that's also like a borderline rapist and so sociopath. Yeah. Like he's literally just a thief that's like, maybe if I lie to the princess, I can bone her. And that's the plot of the movie, which is kind of funny, but it like, it works. <laughs> you know, it does. I, I didn't get that reduction. I like that there are three animal characters. Everyone has an animal sidekick and the movie is better for it. It's funny. It really is. I, I don't know what it is with the, these Disney movies, but they do need animals. Uh, I'm gonna interject real quick. I just finished this Maker's Mark Toasted. Uh, this is was a really, really good, good drink. I I don't know if I had a lot of good tasting notes in it. Like I'm supposed there's supposed to be like actual toasted marshmallow as a tasting note. Not really get it. But as far as a really expensive nice bourbon goes, hits all the things I want out of it. Okay, really smooth, really fiery. Which is kind of counterintuitive, but there's like a good, there's a right way to have a fiery bourbon, and some of them do it wrong, and this one did it right. I normally don't like Maker's Mark. This is easily the best thing I've had from that distillery. You can only buy it there, which sucks. No. Uh, back to the program. We got The Lion King next. I think this is pretty predictably an S tier movie. Yeah, I, I want to be a little more fickle with my S tiers, but this is definitely like it makes it. Uh, again, it's very well-rounded and interesting. The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie, and I kind of figured that would not change going in just because I'm like really nostalgic for it. But having rewatched all of them, I'm like, no, nah, like I like a lot of these movies a lot more now, having seen them again. But if I had to pick one Disney movie to watch, I would throw in The Lion King. Uh, Pocahontas is next, if we don't want to continue gushing about the lion king and we are at like 54 minutes so we probably shouldn't uh my rewatch of pocahontas was interesting i remember not liking this that much when i was younger and it came out and i don't know why and then i rewatched it and i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think there's some really fun stuff i also think some of the characters are kind of ugly looking especially the main uh the love interest uh i can't remember his name Love interest. But there, there's just something about, yeah, there's something about some of the design work, especially on, like, the European characters that I found kind of unsettling. The animal characters, super fun. I think the way it ends is pretty good. Uh, the buildup is good. The The main, like, tentpole song is fantastic. Which... At the end of the day, though... Which is the tentpole song? It's the one where uh, she's singing about stuff, and it gets really pretty. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't remember at all. I remember really liking it at the moment though. I'm going, holy shit, that was good. No, is that the one with like about the wind? Like what do you know all the colors of the wind? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh I have this as a C tier movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm I, I won't object. Uh Hunchback of Notre Dame is next. I hadn't seen this oh. one in a really long time. I really liked it a lot. I think it has a couple of issues with tone where it'll be like really silly and then really dark back to back and you're like oh i okay i kind of wanted a better transition between those things yeah these this is like maybe Love the villain some of the best songs ever and it's like it, it's such an emotional it, like the potential is there but it's it's got ugly road bumps that that completely ruin the viewing experience i i want to still put it in a i have it in a i think at the end of the day the good outweighs the bad, mostly because it is so hyper-emotional and, I think, relatable. And I think the villain is really grounded in a lot of what's going on. Despite the gargoyles, like, being silly, there's, a, like, a plausibility to this that isn't around in any of the other movies. Yeah. And it, it makes things hit harder. It's also very pretty, which, you know. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Next up is Hercules. I'm kind of curious where you fall on this one. I love Hercules. Okay. Uh, boy. Hmm. 
let me let me gather my thoughts a little bit. I think it's I I want to say it's an A tier. Really? I I think the I had this in C. The thing keeping me from saying it's an S tier is that it's sort of just kind of goofy. And when it tries to be emotional, I don't actually care that much. Um, I think that's what really brought it down for me. I think that uh, James Woods' Hades is like the best James Woods role ever. And he, yeah. and again, I love him in Kingdom Hearts. Like, I think that character fits into the Kingdom Hearts universe almost better than the Hercules universe. <laughs> I do like the this the musical style of this is like that church choir. I think that was really I, cool. There's a lot of good decisions in this movie. Yeah, and it it also does a lot of like goofy stuff. Like, uh, I I, I kind of like stuff like the slightly modern moments. Like, there's like a fast food chain for no reason as like a sight gag. You know. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, though, I don't I don't really care for the story of Hercules, and I think. That I, I I put this in the C tier. I could see moving it up to B, but I I don't I don't I I didn't really connect to this one at all. Wow. Other than it was fine. I I love it. I could watch it again. I I will sing along to some of the songs. I'll throw it in the I'll throw it in the A tier for you. Okay. And then depending on how things go, I'll I'll overrule one of yours. <laughs> what <laughs> did you ever see that Oni place where they they did the Hercules game? No. I, I have to show you this clip out of context later. Okay. But there's like there's like this dumb little uh like what what are the things like when he when he's there's like musical number about him being successful. And so one of his things is like there's like a promo thing where there's like a little like uh Hercules action figure and when you squeeze his legs together he like flexes his muscles. Okay. And it, I don't know what you're talking about. In the game, that's a little like collectible. Like you can, that's like your extra life is these little oh. Hercules action figures. And so oh, while they're okay. while they were playing, like one of them didn't understand what that was, and they're like confused. Like, wait, is that a miniature Hercules? Like, why is that there? And the other two tried to gaslight him and say, "Oh no, that's Herculad. He was like the little like slapstick character in the movie. Like there was no Herculad in the movie, and they kept like trying to gaslight him on it." Yeah, that that sounds like a fun watch. What's uh Mulan? Oh, I want to next. like Mulan more than I do. Really, I love Mulan. I was I, I had this in my S tier. I thought Mulan is a great movie. I, I think I, it's very good. I call it an A. I feel like something's missing, but I don't know what. Hmm. See, I don't think anything's missing. I, I kind of was just like, hey, this is Disney once again, just firing on all fucking cylinders. Like, yeah. I, love, I like the villain. The uh, the little animal buddies are great. The There's like themes and a nice character arc and, and everything. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think all it does anything wrong. All the songs are great. Uh, yeah, they're, they're super fun. There's some really good power metal versions of a few of them for fuck all reason. Oh, you know what? No, that's what it is. The villain, I don't think the villain is uh, deep enough. I wish he was around more. He is just kind of, like, scary and evil. Yeah. I think he's well-designed. But he's basically one-dimensional. That's fair. I think that's the one thing keeping it out of S for me. Okay. Uh, Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan's great because of the soundtrack. Uh, Phil Collins doing good Phil Collins. I actually really like Tarzan. It was fun. I, I mean, I didn't love it or anything, but it was an enjoyable watch. Him surfing on the trees is, it's so goofy, but I kind of dig it. It's like, it, it's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> uh, I won't really complain. Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, I guess Rosie O'Donnell, right? As the, uh, I like, as the one ape. I like how they handle the drama and the action. Like it, it feels like they were kind of reinventing Tarzan by making him more ape-like, because it's like you have to remember before this movie came out, most movie films of Tarzan were like just like a buff guy that happened to live with monkeys, 
And this okay. was like, yeah. this was in a period where the general audience is a lot more familiar with like animal behavior. And it, it, they, they tried to be like very realistic with all the animals in the film, but also realistically, what would a Tarzan pick up from growing up with gorillas? And there's yeah. just, you could tell that they'd worked really, really hard to get like little details, like how he postures himself and the body language. And the, it's just, they're, they're, they're very interesting characters that will randomly break out into side song characters. No yeah. All the side characters are really fun too. Uh, like the elephants, like marching around is it's silly, but it's like adorable. And I really like that. I have this in my B tier. I think I think Tarzan's a perfectly fine movie. I agree. Uh, Emperor's New Groove is next. My favorite shitposting Facebook group. <laughs> I man, I I love this movie. I I kind of want to put it's it in really S tier because <laughs> it's kind of like it's it. What's what's weird about it is it's maybe like the least Disney movie. Yeah, I I think it it's it's such a comedy first and like everything else second, but it's a really good comedy. I have it in the A tier just because I, I I feel like it doesn't hit the highs of like you know Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King. I, yeah, I I can't I can't put this next to it's Beauty and the Beast to? and go, yep, that's right. But at the same time, I adore this movie. It's really really fucking good, like. Every frame of it, like, there's so much character to all the characters. The jokes are really funny. There's such, like, weird anachronisms because it just commits to the joke first and, like, logic second. And so there's, like, there's, like, slapstick and stuff in here. It's just, there's no other movie like it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, if you told me a different studio made it, I would believe you. But I would also want more from that studio. Yeah. Are we agreeing A? I think so. Okay. Um, Atlantis is next. Uh, B. I had it in C. I, uh, there's stuff to like, and there's, you know, B's probably fine. I think the, the way this movie works, it's big cast is really impressive. Uh, animation is really cool. I think the take on Atlantis is really cool. I think I will forget about this movie in another six months. But... There's a lot of good stuff here. I think it's based off a comic book, which is also kind of neat. That sounds about right. Um. Okay, B it is. Lilo and Stitch is next. Oh, I ooh. fucking love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. And I don't know whether to put that in S or A. I think S. I think it's perfect. Okay. I will, I will not argue with that. I, Lilo and Stitch is really, really good. I also feel like we could maybe, like, we maybe we do another episode where we spend more time talking about our S's. That could be fun. Because I would like to talk about this and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. The last one, then, is Princess and the Frog, which I watched for the first time last weekend, and that is why we are doing this. And I adore this movie. This movie is super good. It is... I love how the setting, like, like the way it depicts New Orleans in the South is really fun. The magic stuff is really fun. The villain is great. I, I don't know if he's got like a lot going for him other than he's cool. I, okay, so here's my Disney rule. Uh, they have to either be complicated and interesting or have a very fun villain song. See, Mulan, he needed a fucking villain song. He, well, he needed either like a, either depth or a villain song. I don't know that you want like normally with the song it makes them like fun, and with uh with that villain whose name I can't remember, I think him being like mysterious and dark, it makes him more threatening. So if he like sang That's about fair. like I am I I represent men and the conquest and uh, my penis is uh, present here, to tie in with the th the theme of the film, I don't know that, that would be a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, we talk about uh, Dr. Leviteur, and he's oozing personality. 
and then there's yeah there's not a whole lot of depth but there's character and soul like you love every frame that he's on screen uh all the other characters super entertaining the animation super entertaining all the songs i love tiana i think out of all the princesses like if you want to classify some of these characters as princesses she has to be my favorite because yeah she, i think so again she just has a character and it's very much a uh, modern versus uh, you know, the old style of storytelling that gives her that, but they did actually give her a character. I love that number where she's singing about what a restaurant will be like. Yeah. And it just like, that's not even the first song. Is it like, it's not the first music that plays. It might be the first song that plays, but it's just like the movie's barely begun and you're in love with her. You want her to find her dream, you know? <laughs> I love how realistic and like grounded her dream is compared to a lot of these movies. It it feels so it's it's kind of like uh what was I saying with um Hunchback? Like there's a there's a believability to a lot of the characters here in a way that even though they turn into frogs at one point, like it just it has something about it that feels very modern, I guess. I I don't want to say that, but it is kind of it is what it is. The the alligator with the trumpet, like all the side characters in this are great. Everybody is oozing personality. The the villain definitely is, but everybody is. Even the uh the spoiled the blonde lady who wants to marry a prince, like she's great. She's so fucking fun. She, I kind of hate her, but I kind of love her. Well, that, you know, the thing is that she's not antagonistic. Like I think it's interesting because she is very spoiled, but she's not like evil. <laughs> which just kind of like mm-hmm. made her different than the tropes that you might uh, be bracing for. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, really, you can kind of like all the characters. Like, it, it's like, it. It's uh, how do I put? I don't know. There's just there's something about it, and I know I have this weakness in me. Like, it has to be in my blood. But I just love old New Orleans. That was my favorite Assassin's Creed game. This is my favorite Disney princess movie. Like something about tapping into that just always makes me happy. Did you watch the Haunted Mansion movie? No, not yet. Because that takes place in New Orleans. Uh, Because that's the part of the Disney park. The mansion is right there in New Orleans Square. And so they tied that into the movie in an interesting way. Because technically the the architecture style isn't the type that you would see there. <laughs> so they even talk about how weird it is that the building looks out of place. Um, But it's like, I just love that stuff so much. There, There is something about hearing when the saints go marching in on a trumpet. Where it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, I can sit back with a, a little bit of a absinthe and enjoy the day. I remember. Have you ever been there? What? Have you ever been there? No. New Orleans? Um, I remember when I showed my parents Princess and the Frog, because I was con- I was trying to convince them that it was good, and they just didn't, they weren't interested. And we ended up uh, doing a gumbo night, and my mom's never had gumbo before, so we like learned how to make that together. And the whole family pitched in, and we cooked gumbo, and then we sit down and start the movie, and it's them making gumbo as a family. And it's just kind of like sold. Yeah, the the kind of the themes of like what you want versus what you need. And it's like her, her father wanted a restaurant, but he had, you know, the way he loved his family, the way he devoted, you know, he had what he needed. I think that that was handled really well. The the freaking the the firefly that wanted that was crushing on a star was super, super silly, <laughs> but also like really adorable it, it was and, it was uh, kind of uh, he names the star he names the star evangeline and so they all just start referring to the star as oh that's evangeline like like it no one questions it like, i guess that star has a name now like that that to me was so good yeah it, it was both funny but also you just sort of like leave it be and it's sweet like i i don't know how they they just tapped into something really special and it bums me out that that's like the last traditional animated film they've done because the talent yeah. was clearly still there. I guess uh, to put a pin in this, do we want this on the A tier or the S tier? Because I have it on the A. Oh, as much as I love it, I I wouldn't argue if you want to keep it on A. What what? Let me put it this way: What all do we have on S? 
Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, and Lilo and Stitch. I think that's okay. I think we can say Princess and the Frog is A. But it is a strong A. Yeah, my my only quibble is really Hercules on A. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, we, we can revisit it. What, what do you think Hercules should be? I think I would move it to B. I don't, I won't argue. I like it, but I won't argue. There's a couple of these that I would dig my heels in, um, like Lilo and Stitch, but yeah, Hercules can slide. So then our A tier is The Rescuers, The Great Mouse Detective, Hunchback, Mulan, Emperor's New Groove, and Princess and the Frog. And between the S and the A tier, that is that is some really fucking good movies. I, yeah, I think you, you messaged me the other day that you were done watching everything. And you said something along the lines of, like, you could see that there is a Disney magic. Like, there are a string of successes here. Yeah, a lot of them in a row, too. Like, goddamn. Um, but we are definitely a little over time, and I have to pee, so do you have a quick glad space? Yeah, I love, um, the, uh, 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 um, do you have a glad space? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, st- I started uh, rereading a, a book um, that it's been a very long time since I've reread. It's a, actually a seven-book series by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, who did the, a lot of the Dragonlance stuff. They did an offshoot thing called The Deathgate Cycle, where they were trying to invent their own world. and kind of, I think they were trying to create a tra- tabletop game, if I'm being honest. And I started rereading the first one called Dragonwing. And I was a little nervous because sometimes their prose is kind of shit. So far, it's been fine. The character writing's really good. The world building is super fun. I like the plot a lot, so I'm really enjoying so far. I'm like only like 150 pages in to the, the first book of a seven-book series. But I was kind of scared because for when I was in high school, this is my favorite book series. And I was like, God, that's, that's something to hold up to. You know, is it going to make it? And so far, you know, I got a little, little quibbles with how they handle adverbials and some other little things with the writing. But it's good. Well, that's good, and that's a good pick. Uh, I realized what my glad space should be. What? Come on down to the butter barn. Prank. Ah. We'll stop there. Okay. Okay.